this is the Sean Yankee Show. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack. This episode of The Sean Yankee Show is being brought to you by the support of viewers like me. We realize the importance of independent media and truth in this time of mass deceit and propaganda. We have decided to fight for and support it to keep it alive. You can help us in this fight for truth. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee. Thanks for coming to the show. It'll begin soon. On my end, I'm experiencing some weird technical difficulties. I hope that's not going on on your end. The intro just twitched for me. But uh, welcome back to the Sean Yankee Show. It is Wednesday night, so it's a great time to talk about a lot of the things that we need to talk about. It's conspiracy theory night on the Sean Yankee Show, and uh, that's what we'll be doing. I have a presentation made for you, and... uh, it's actually pretty topical to what's going on today, but has nothing to do with it. What? But it does. They're all interconnected anymore, aren't they? Because this life at this point has become like a really shitty B-movie. Some low-budget movie where not a single actor in it is talented. And, you know, some of them are even playing double roles and they got their family playing roles. They can't find any actors for this movie. But... The writing is shit. The storyline isn't consistent. It's full of plot holes. And it just keeps going on and on. In fact, there is a story being pushed to the top of the media right now. A lot of stories around this particular person. Elon Musk has said he's going to go ahead and become the biggest taxpayer in American history. The hero that he is with his supervillain haircut. And give $11 billion dollars. In taxes. Well, he should. He really should. Most of that money that he made when he became the richest man in the world overnight was because of the government contract the Biden administration put into place, which is really just a reward for his role, his new role as the CEO of the human interaction or interconnection rather with AI. This is what he's going to be the front man for. And that's all they fucking are, front men. He is not a super genius, Elon Musk. He's a very lucky man. And 
when you're lucky to that point in that level, it just doesn't happen by accident. All this shit just fell in that man's lap. He walks around like he's the second coming of Nikolai Tesla. He even named his company that to associate himself with that name. He's not a super genius. No matter how much he wants to be portrayed as one or wants to act like one. And the media acting like he is and getting his advice on shit. Like there's piece after piece after piece on Elon Musk right now. You know what I'm talking about. They were covering his relationship with his girlfriend. The fact that he lives in a $55,000 tiny house, far as you know. And the baby with the weird name. All of it. Now his crazy haircuts, friendship with Kanye West. You're hearing about this dude all fucking time. And he became the richest man in the world overnight. Tesla stock went through the roof overnight. This will be tied to the government very closely coming up. And all these investors know that shit. This guy's going to be running the human connection with AI, the Neuralink shit, all of that. Which I'm sure will connect with your Oculus and everything that's going on where we're heading. He's not a super genius. He's placed in that status because he'll head up what needs to be head up and do what needs to be done and be the face of it. Sell it to you and pretend it's corporate when really it's all controlled by the same entity that's always controlled it. And, you know, before they were just controlling it through governments, but they control those too. They just moved it to the corporate sector so they don't have to bother with laws. To bother some laws. They don't give a fuck who's leading, who's in charge, who's president. They control all of that. But the people get caught up in this whole law thing. We have rights. Like the fucking cattle think they have rights. Can't have this shit. Corporatize everything. Get CEOs to be the figurehead so they can be mad at Mark Zuckerberg for shutting them up. Fucking Zuckerberg shut me up for another 30 days. 30 days stink, guys. I'll be right back. Spin truth. Zuckerbuck is a face, man. Facebook is lifelong. A weapon. And it always has been. And it always will be. And it's going to be the thing that is controlling the shit they strap on people's face for their fake life. When they get what they want. If they get what they want. But tonight is conspiracy theories and chill night. I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff having to do with that. But it don't really. It's different stuff, but it all has to do with each other. And we find that out the deeper we dig. And that's what we do on Wednesday nights and in our conspiracy theory segment. But I do want to tell you about some things coming up this week still. There's still more to come. You know, it's Christmas week, so I've been knocking out of the park for you guys as much as I can anyway. Really big ideas. We had a fantastic show last night on giving. Tuesday nights we do motivation. And last night, I gave a speech on the power and importance of giving. And I thought it went really well. So if you missed it, check it out. Um, But since it's Christmas week, I tried super hard. That was 110% effort. And so was Monday night, the news. And I thought that turned out great. In fact, the edited version is up now on Rumble and Gab TV. So share out either one you like. Um, The quickie is also on Rumble to share out. But the news is only on uh, Rumble, not Gab. I mean, uh, Quickie's only on Rumble, not Gab. I tried uploading it three times. Um, Something's still wrong over there. They're working things out. Gab I like, though, because they have their own servers. 
But again, is that real? Are they controlled opposition? Who the fuck knows at this point? We're going to be talking about a lot of that, though, tonight in the segment. Um, but let's see. I did want to see. I'm looking through here what I wanted to tell you before I get to the presentation, because I do have a lot with that, the conspiracy theories and chill presentation I made for tonight. But the CERN video is not tonight's video, guys. I'm not done with it. There's a lot more to do. I'm finding a lot more out. So I don't want to do it half-assed, but I also may end up turning this one into a series. So what I may do is bite off a big chunk or at least an introduction chunk so that we can get into it and then we're going to have to go deeper maybe because there's a lot more here, especially with that bigger one they're looking to build. And then when you add in um, some of the angles we're going to talk about in the presentation tonight, because where this presentation tonight came from is an idea that kind of spawned from all the things that they're messing with there at CERN and what they're trying to do and the things that that opens up, like what's real, you know, all of that. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight in the presentation. And it's going to have to do with basically any and all conspiracy theories, which are all rapidly turning out to be true. We look like fortune tellers now. So most nights we're actually talking about true things in the conspiracy theory segment. But tonight I'm going to explain how come that is and how come now. I mean, you know, we know one reason is that we're living in the largest propaganda campaign that's ever been carried out in human history why everything looks ridiculous and we look like we're literally living in a shitty b movie i i wasn't even making a loose analogy that's pretty close to what it looks like it's exactly what it looks like that's what it is in fact in a literal sense it's nonsense like the Gislaine maxwell trial comey's daughter is a prosecutor Come on now. The same guy that helped protect Hillary is his daughter's prosecuting uh, the madam of a pedophile ring to the elites. I, I can't watch this shitty movie anymore. We're going to talk a little bit about why we're still watching it in tonight's presentation. So if you guys are ready to get started, you know, I am. I'm excited to talk about what I got to talk about with you tonight. But like I said, it's a. Uh, big presentation that I got planned and uh, I hope it makes sense. I'm going to do my best to try to point something out that I'm finding out in the CERN research uh, about humanity. And I don't want to overdo it. I think I am. I, I did this with Babels before. I started doing that lately. I try to explain it and I just don't do it right. It's better to just do it. So if you guys are ready, it is Wednesday night. And on Wednesday nights, we do conspiracy theories and chill.
Welcome back, y'all, to Conspiracy Theories and Chill. And tonight, what I have for you is a presentation. I want to explore an idea with you guys. Not really a theory, but kind of maybe a theory on why this is able to continue. And as you know, we're looking into and researching the next video that we're going to make on CERN. That was the topic that won our topic poll. So it'll be the next one that we cover. And going into that, I'm finding out a lot more than I even already knew. So I already knew that they were messing with reality itself and trying to open portals, talking about bringing entities through these portals and entering other dimensions. These are things they say out loud. What else are they doing with that toy? But then people will tell me, you know, because we're conspiracy theorists, so I'm sure you've heard it too. Yet we're crazy, you know. You're making this up. That's nonsense. You know, why would people do that? Well, then you tell them why. Because they're psychopaths. And they are worshipping demons and have a demonic agenda. And they, they laugh at you. Because they don't understand what's really going on. The closer you get to what really is going on, you realize this is what they're doing. If you want to say they're doing it for whatever reason you want, they're trying to open dimensions, portals, bring entities through. Give them any titles you want. We're saying the same thing. A lot of times we bicker over that shit. You get what I'm saying, right? They've invested untold amounts of money in partnerships between countries in a global agenda to build machines that are capable they think now babel's last at it too but they think are able to do this what they're saying i find that frightening and even mainstream science that doesn't even believe in god atheistic scientists find it frightening it's frightening no matter how you look at it they're messing with reality but that opens up other questions like what is reality we know that we don't fully know. I don't think that, well, some of us are that arrogant, but most people aren't arrogant enough to think that you could possibly know everything. I hope, because that's a really arrogant view. You're being lied to on a level, and we're aware of this, that is mind-blowing. So you've probably figured a good amount out. They believe in putting it all right out there. And we still have access to a lot of it. But what don't we know? I think of that a lot. One of my favorite movie quotes. I used to be quite a movie buff before I lost my interest in it. But one of my favorite quotes was from a Kevin Smith movie. Silent Bob says it. You could just about squeeze everything I don't know in the grand fucking canyon. I don't feel like if I looked into a subject and devoted myself to it the rest of my life that I would ever know every detail of just that subject. Realistically, if I'm being honest, could I never be surprised by new information on that subject? Is that possible? I don't think it is. So, And I don't think I'm going to devote myself to one particular topic for the rest of my life. So I don't think it's realistic that I'll ever fully understand But they've invested so much money. People will laugh at me and be like, okay, well, they do. 
they gather and and worship demons there's video evidence of it you know ceremonies being exposed etc etc on and on they do this and they practice it and we can prove that part but they'll be like okay it's for fun or like bohemian grove my buddy robert will be like they're just gay they're just gay and they want to run around the woods naked together and you know play gay stuff games that their wife will never find out about and their business associates that's all it is a place to go be gay and the mall things just pageantry they rationalize this shit that way everybody rationalizes shit we all do it though and that's what i'm going to kind of try to show here is that an alternate version of reality is playing out and reality is being hidden from us and they are playing with it right in front of us, telling us what they're doing. And we're not even blinking a fucking eye at the things coming out of their mouth. I'm watching these CERN videos as a researcher that is open to the possibilities that I don't understand this world. But I know that it's not what they told me. I personally believe it's a created environment made by God. That's where I've landed, you know. But I know that everything they've ever told me is a lie. And everything real that I've ever found, I found on my own. So I don't trust them, but I do watch them. And they're investing so much money, already have, and going to invest much, much more. Because the one they want to build is 10 times larger than the one they currently have. And they think that one can recreate the Big Bang. And again, listen to what I'm telling you. The Big Bang. That's fucking nonsense, the Big Bang. And I'll debate that with literally anyone except Ben Farmer. Robert always wants me to come on and debate people about this conspiracy or that conspiracy. I will debate anybody that will have a discussion with me. Now, if Ben Pharma wanted to come on my show with Robert as a moderator, I'd be open to that discussion. But the thing with that person is, that particular person, I'm only using him as an example, he's really a personality type. We would just scream at each other. Now, that would be a waste of my fucking time. And to go on Robert's show and do it would be a bigger waste of my time because Every time I've ever had to put another person in their place, when they try to make me look stupid on that particular show, my whole appearance is edited up on the editing floor. Now, if I knew my screaming match with Ben would make it to the airwaves, it'd be worth doing because I would love to show that you don't have proof and things like the Big Bang are nonsense. And literally every piece of evidence that you have is stacked on that shit. So once you pull out the nonsense, it all falls to the ground. You're living a fucking lie and you're more of a believer than me. But I'd have to make sure that got on air. I can't let that hit the cutting room floor. I can't risk that being cut because I can't make it look like somebody intimidated me into admitting that it makes any fucking sense anything they believe to rationalize this reality and then to in that same breath and the science they accept goes we're going to open dimensions portals bring through entities recreate the big bang and they don't blink a fucking eye 
at the shit they're saying? They've told you that's all impossible, dude. Shit, the Big Bang, they can't even explain it. They're going to recreate it? They know things you don't know. And they're showing you all the time because they have to. It's part of their belief system, truth in plain sight. And that's going to have to do, too, with what we're going to talk about tonight. They've told you, and they always do. So it's out there. But you still really don't know what's real, do you? And do you want to know? Like, would you want to know? Maybe I should tell you what we're going to talk about. So let me just show you what we're going to talk about tonight. It's been on my mind because they're redoing these. but not redoing them. They're adding on to the series. And even Keanu is going to do it. But The Matrix. This movie in particular, I've called this a documentary multiple times. And the reason why I do that is because it fucking is. They have to tell you what they're doing. This movie series is to tell you. And if you really watch it, it's to mock you. And it's to show you. You'll never, ever be able to stop them. Now, that was what I took away from it. That was my study of it. So you get what you want from it. But that's what they're telling you in this movie. That this is what's happening. Now, it's a movie. It's art. You got to use your imagination. There's metaphors. But they're loose. They're loose. Like his fucking name in the movie. Neo. He's the one, right? They call him the one. It's, It's like that with everything in it, though. Not just their inner shit. The metaphors of the world. Some of Morpheus's descriptions as he's taking uh, Neo once he's shown him the realities. And the fact that this whole world that they're living in, the one Neo's from, our world, is fake. He starts showing him around it. He shows him the patterns and different things and points things out. Helps him understand it. They even get to play around in it. They're like an illusionist in it too. Once you enter their world, the real world, and he makes that choice. He's able to go into our world, the fake world, and play around. He even learns Kung Fu. But he has fancy weapons, leather suits. It's awesome. But they're just playing, and they go back to this bleak existence. Nothing. No joy. Everything's gray and tasteless. Probably smells bad. They go play in the real world. The real world's fucking fake. All of it. Completely. Now, I don't know that ours is. But I know that we are surrounded by lies. So, in that way, it's the same. They're showing you what it is. And they're even telling you in the movie how they do it and why it works. So, but they have to. You know, they do. And that's why they do it. Because that's what gives it power. The fact that they've told you. And you've consented. You know what they're doing. They told you. You ignored it and you looked away. You chose the blue pill. Whether you want to admit it or not. I think we all chose it. But we're going to talk about it during this. And see what you think. What do you think? You know, do we take the red pill? Honestly, no. I mean, maybe we took it, but we ain't Neo. You know, I think I'll prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt. I think the one that we'd relate more to is on the left there, kind of cut out of the image. I think we're more cypher. 
And I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, there's some people I think I know deep enough to trust what they do, but that'd be a hard fucking choice, the choice he makes in this movie. To go back to the lie. When you think of what Zion's like, what reality's like, when they show Neo what real really is, it's horrifying. We're going to talk about that here in a minute, but if you had a chance to know what's really real, no matter what you believe or hold to be true, if someone offered you two pills and they were like, you take this one, oh, the red one, everything is going to be revealed to you. So if you're religious, almost like if you met God and he told you everything, all the truths of the universe or whatever you believe, everything will be revealed to you. You will know everything. Or you can stick with your comfortable existence and take the blue pill. But you, you're living a lie. So truth or comfortable lie is the choice. But I think we make that choice all the time. And that's what I'm be talking about. If it can be destroyed by the truth, it should be, is our central theme of the show. And hard truths are important. So if this is true, by the end of this, maybe we should think, think about what to do about that. You know, if we're consenting to some of this or maybe all of it, but they are, I lost my place here. In this movie though, that's what they're doing. It's telling you everything that, that the world is fake. You know, Neil's whole world is fake. And he's always known that. And felt it. But he's telling him basically. And I can show you the truth. But you got to make a choice. And you know. In the movie Neo chooses. The red pill. He chooses to know. And it reminded me of that movie. And you know it's because it's loosely based on this. Plato's allegory of the cave. And I don't know if you've ever heard this. But I'll briefly sum it up. So this is an old. Um, philosophy by the philosopher Plato about how if you were living a, a false reality and exposed to reality, how you would behave. In this example, he describes people imprisoned in a way where you cannot look anywhere but forward, basically at like a wall. You're in a cave and you're looking at a wall and everything you've ever seen has been projected onto that wall with shadow. So everything you've ever seen is shadows of objects. You know, they've shown you things, you've seen things, but it's only ever been shadows on a wall. And that's it. So one day one of these prisoners gets out of that cave and he goes out in the real world. And at first he's shocked by it. He's only ever known darkness and the shadows on the wall. So the sunlight is overwhelming as well as once his eyes adjust all the color you know and some of these shapes he's seen before but now they're you know in 3d and alive and moving and it's just too much really to take in because the whole world his whole life has been nothingness and now shadows and blackness and now there's all this there's sounds and everything well, he goes back to tell the other prisoners what he's seen. 
and they get furious with him and reject it. They won't accept that it's real. He's lying. And they won't even look or try to turn their heads. You know, that's the point here. That they won't even accept it. It's so different from what they've accepted to be true. You know, we always call that cognitive dissonance, but and it, and it is that. But it's like a protection thing in your mind. It just won't do that. It's married to a belief system and everything you're saying contradicts it. I can't accept any of the things you're saying. Light, colors, none of this makes sense to me. Because I don't even understand what's real at all. Like I have a like the same kind of view of it, really, if you think about it. Like shadows on a wall versus the living version of it. What's real? Do we know? And will we be able to handle it if we found out? And maybe we've Maybe it's very different from what we think is real. You know, that's what this is talking about and how someone would react. But the world, the real world in Plato's allegory of the cave is very pleasant, right? You live a life where basically you just look forward in darkness that shadows on a wall. That doesn't sound very good to me. You get out in the world and everything's alive and vibrant. So the world, the reality, the real world is always much better in Plato's philosophy, you know, that people that live a false life are actually keeping themselves from the beauty of life. So when you're enlightened and awakened to what's real, the world will take on all these colors and, and be better. But the matrix is very different from that because it takes it the other direction. So it takes it that you're living this made up existence that is put there to be comfortable it is comfortable and Morpheus doesn't tell him what reality really is all he does is confirm that feeling that he's always had that the world is wrong is correct and he can find out exactly what is real by choosing the red pill or he can continue what he's been doing and go on and do whatever he wants he takes the red pill now it's easy to blow that off and just be like okay i would take the red pill because i i still want to say that and i spent a lot of time thinking about this but i i'm i would have to put myself somewhere at like 86 percent sure that i would do it that is fucking huge dude because I really do feel like, you know, if someone gave me a set of them, they live glasses. I would see shit like he's seeing. It's that bad. But we're, we're literally living it. It's not even a loose analogy for what's actually going on. But if I put on glasses and the billboard actually changed and said obey, it would not even fucking surprise me at this point. But would I take the pill that would show me all of that shit? Or I would see life for what it really is all the time. It's easy to say you would, but everyone's not taking it with you. They don't get into that in the movie, but I think about that kind of shit, but I break things down to crazy levels. But I'm thinking for this, we just be real honest with yourself and try to imagine what he's choosing there. He doesn't know it's going to be what he chose, but he chooses the red one. And Morpheus smiles, and the next thing you know, Neo wakes up in reality. And his first glimpse of it is this. 
Now, in the movie The Matrix, humans are basically batteries for the machines. It's like kind of like Terminator or version of it, basically. Machines run everything, and they've turned us into batteries to power them, which is nonsense. You know, uh, a lot of things have made fun of this part of the Matrix because this makes no sense. The machines would just kill us off. Why wouldn't they? This isn't even logical. We wouldn't even make good batteries. But we are batteries. And remind me to circle back to that. I hope I remember to do that. Let me write that down. Batteries. Write that. Where am I going to see it? A lot of these pages I'm going to turn. Batteries. There we go. I'll not, I'll not remember it. Watch. Anyways, they're batteries in this. He's in a pod. And he wakes up to that. And, and, and it's big here. He looks down. There's like millions of pods. And it kicks him out, throws him into a sewer system. Morpheus and the team rescue him. And they take him and explain to him that this is what the fucking world is now. And this is what's real. Everything, literally everything in your world is a computer program. And you've been in this pod. And they've been playing that shit for your mind. And that's the world you've been living in. But this is what the real world looks like. There's only one fucking city now. And machines control everything. And they use us to power that. We're batteries. And we live in a pod. We've escaped those pods. We're trying to rebel against this. And you're the one, man. We've been looking for you. You're a fucking superhero, dude. So you're going to save humanity. But this is the state of things. This is what's going on. This is what's real. Everything else you've ever known is a lie. Now he's got to deal with that shit. And that's where he's at. So he struggles with it at first, but he accepts it really quick. I don't know that I'd accept it that quick. But, you know, you got to factor in that they just also told him he's a superhero and he's special. A lot of people want to be special. So that kind of would soften and make it easier to accept. And he learns Kung Fu and they can go in the Matrix now because they're on the other side of it. So they can like go in and, and be like them, like be illusionists and, and make pretend. So they, they're wearing like leather outfits. They got fancy guns. And they're kicking ass. He can download information. He's sitting in a chair during this scene. But in this scene, he's in the gym, though, doing Kung Fu with Morpheus. And by the end of it, he knows it. What they really did, though, was upload it into him. He just put it in him. Now he knows it. In the Matrix. Because it's not real. It's the illusion that they've given humans. So that they will continue to do what they do for them. Which in this movie is be batteries. And that's what's going on. So that's where we're at right now. So Neo has found out he's in this reality that is terrible. But he's special. And they're trying to save humanity. And he accepts it real well, I think. But then we meet Cypher. So Cypher is another character in this movie. And he has already taken the red pill. One of the first things he tells Neo upon meeting him is that he wished he hadn't. He wished he'd taken the blue one. Now I want to remind you, it's fucking horrible here. They're all looking torn, tattered clothes and like scrappy. Like they just found things that they could put together as clothes or made them whatever. And look at his tech. 
it's all just shit they found or gathered and scavenged. And like when they eat in the movie in, in Zion, it's worse than the prison scene. Prison food is better. It's like, looks like just mush. There's no joy other than what they create when they joke around and laugh with each other. There's no entertainment. Everything's just bleak. And he wishes he'd have took the blue pill. He tells him that first time he meets him. Neo, though, is kind of excited. You know, this guy's plugging him in and he's going into the Matrix and he's being a fucking superhero. See, he looks real cool. He's got the glasses. He does real cool things with guns. He can stop time. He does this bullet time thing. And it's it's amazing. He's running up walls. His life has become awesome. He was just a fucking computer hacker in New York who didn't feel like the world was right. Something was wrong, very wrong with the world. And he didn't fit in it, and he knew those things. I feel that way all the time. And then someone came to him and told him they'd tell him the truth. And all he had to do was take a pill. He did it. He woke up. The truth fucking sucked. But immediately he told him, we can teach you Kung Fu instantly. You're going to be a badass. And you're a hero. You're like Superman. And you're going to save everybody. You're the one we've been looking for you. So now he has purpose. He's important. Everything's cool for Neo. He gets frustrated in the later movies. But at first, he's pretty badass. Who wouldn't want to be a superhero? Even though the world you got to save sucks. This guy, though, he doesn't like it. Cypher. And he's running their tech. And he decides to go have a secret meeting with Mr. Smith, who's basically the bot, AI, program, whatever, that polices this world, uh, the Matrix. And he arranges to give him Morpheus, Mr. Smith, in exchange for putting him back in the fucking Matrix. He wants to go back to the lie. In this particular scene, he's eating a steak in the Matrix knowing that the fucking steak ain't real, that he ain't even eating it. He's plugged into a chair. And he's staring at that steak because every bit of him believes it is real. And he'll even taste it when he puts it in his mouth and everything. There's pleasure in this world and there's none in his. And he wants to go back to the lie. He asks to be an actor somebody of prominence with money and have his memory wiped of ever being in Zion, ever taking the red pill, ever finding out the truth that everything's a lie and he's a battery feeding a machine. And that's it. And that's all he is. And he'd rather eat pretend steak and have a pretend girlfriend and pretend friends and a pretend social life and a pretend favorite show and live a life he doesn't want to fight evil. He doesn't want to tear down a system that is enslaving humanity and making them fucking batteries. He wants to go back to the lie, so he does. He makes the arrangement, he does it. And everybody always makes him out to be the bad guy in this. They even tried doing it in the movie. They tell him, Morpheus saved you, but he explains how he didn't really save me. Did he? But he did, though, I think. Morally, I can see what he's saying, though. He took me someplace horrible. Maybe Cypher didn't hate his life. Apparently, he didn't hate it. 
he felt like the lie was better. And in the allegory of the cave, the lie is awful. The truth is better. And I always like to think that it is. But if someone offered me a pill and I woke up in a pod, as ridiculous as that is, and this is what life is now, we eat off metal trays or fucking metal trays don't even match or clothes are just pieces and tatters that we stitch together. Everything sucks. And there's almost no humans left to even save. What, what are we doing? It would get frustrating, wouldn't it? And overwhelming. And plus, everyone else ain't fucking Neo. They ain't the one. They ain't meeting with the Oracle. They ain't going to see the guy with all the TVs or Colonel Sanders. Nice people, man. They're not important. Don't get fancy guns. They're running the tech and shit. They chose the red pill and found out the world is shit. And they're stuck there. Well, Neo don't fucking exist. There ain't no Neo. There ain't no the one. That's one of the fucking punches in the stomach of the movie series, in fact. There's no hero coming to save anybody. And, you know, what Cypher represents in that movie, I think, is humanity itself. And how... Humanity will choose the comfort of the lie instead of doing what may be right or even better for them in the long run because it'd be hard or difficult or may even seem impossible. So they'll go back to the lie for the safety and the comfort of it. And that's the point of that movie, really, is that, yeah, this is neat. Look at Neo save the world. But what would really happen? Because there is no Neo. You got to take Neo out, right? You just got a bunch of the other people. They're never going to find Neo. Because there is no the one. I think that's why they even did that. You know, did that little thing. They didn't even get clever with it. It's like Neo and these rearranged letters one. It's so lazy. Just like the battery analogy is lazy. That seems lazy, right? In such a layered fucking movie. With so much symbolism in it. Doesn't it feel like those two plot holes are very fucking lazy? It does to me. I don't see you building this whole world uh, and laying it on those two really weak foundations unless you're sending a message with those. Because we're batteries. But they feed on fear, don't they? It's something different. We're not powering a machine. And it's just an analogy. Again, it's a movie. So it's describing something to you using um, comparisons to other things and similarities, etc. And symbolism. But I completely lost my place here. I've been off notes so long, though. I didn't realize how much a handle I actually had on this. What I'm trying to say is that a lot of times you'll know what the right thing is to do. Like... To, to stop something that you feel is evil or disgusting. But you choose that blue pill. Because what would it mean? You'd have to be like Neo, right? You'd have to go fight it. And how are you going to do that? It'd be hard, right? And it would be. Shit's overwhelming. I don't even know what to tell you to do. So then you end up taking the blue pill. Because I think I'm even guilty of it. And going, okay, well, I got to deal with this. You know, one way or the other, you rationalize it. And it keeps going on. Like, 
you know, Ghislaine's trial and how disgusting that is. Why are they allowed to do that? Why are they still allowed to do that? Why has it also gotten to the point where you have like four or five people masquerading as the holders of all the wealth on the planet when you know they're just faces? You know they're not even the people that actually hold the real money. The real people aren't on those lists. You know, Elon Musk being the richest man on the planet. That's funny because that's the pretend list. And we know that. But he's fucking pretend top to bottom. I think he probably stopped being legit somewhere around PayPal. All the successes after that, all this pretend super genius stuff is fake. It's part of his character and what they can put behind that character. They just need somebody to be that dude. He won the fucking lottery. And now he gets to parade around as the richest man in the world while they sneak tech to him through the back door. Okay, this is what you're in charge of now, PayPal guy. You're now Neuralink, dude. You put shit in people's brains. You're the Neuralink guy. So we're going to have you do that. And then people will be able to plug into it. Like in the movie, The Matrix, he learns Kung Fu by having it downloaded into him. And we already know our brain is a processor of information about how they download and shit into his brain. There had to have been something in there to accept a download. Was it something like a Neuralink? Who the fuck knows? But they're showing you something because they have to. It's part of their belief system. They got to do it. Truth in plain sight. That's what gives it power. You got to know. They got to tell you. And those movies were very successful. And very popular. And they told you very well in them if you listen and really watch. And they've even given you synopsis after synopsis and explanation after explanation of what they're really telling you in those movies. But what I'm asking in this, since all this is going on and it's gotten to the point where we're fortune tellers and they've gone mad because they know they can do whatever they want now. How did they get that security? Really? Because we've tolerated it. If you're really honest, they couldn't do it if we didn't. So in some way, shape, or form, we kind of all are more cypher than Neo. We're way closer to cypher. Because we accept shit so that we can be comfortable and safe and secure and, and happy. Happier. So I really want to know what you would do. Would you take the red pill? Or the blue pill. Being honest. 100% honest about it. And really thinking it through. You know. Take it to the level of if you're Neo. And you wake up in that world. And that's a possibility. Because really when you take the pill. You don't even know where you'd go. You don't know what would be exposed to you. And then another interesting way to think about that. Which would also be cool to hear from you. Is how close do you even think you are. Based just on what you know, what you found out, what you know they're doing, etc. How close do you think you've come? If you were to really see it. Because shit, I don't think they really know. They know more about what's real than the regular person does, though. And we know that because they've taught them all nonsense. Like the Big Bang Theory. Gravity or evolution. So, who knows what happens when you would take our red pill but would you take it i would like to think that i would but it would be terrifying 
I think I would still do it. But then you wake up there. You're not done just because you made that choice. Now you got to live there. So let's say it's that awful. Can you really hate Cypher? I think you start to understand him more and more the more you think about it. At least I do. He makes a lot of sense to me. And I think he's a metaphor for all of us. And that's what his character is in those movies. And they make him out a villain when it's really what most people would do and what most people have done. And I don't know what they're doing with this, bringing it back. Maybe helping to sell the Oculus, bringing up the ideas of alternate realities. That they've made everything nonsense and made it attractive. They'll start, they'll have to, because there's not going to be jobs when they cripple the economy. And you got to do something with us. And you know they want to put us in smart cities and, and we'll own nothing and be happy. Well, we do all day. We'd strap onto an Oculus. I can hear that. Bayless was listening to the show. Uh, we had, you know, all this explained to us every bit. And it keeps going forward, though. Like, Elon Musk now has a supervillain haircut. I'm not kidding. Taking pictures with Kanye West, all decked out in ridiculous clothes. It's like he's been given so much money, he doesn't know what to do with it anymore. He's just a face of something he isn't even doing. Like Zuckerberg acting ridiculous and people finding it interesting. Oh, he wears the same shirt and pants and jacket even every day because he doesn't want to have to waste time picking out clothes. He's got a nonsense story made up. He doesn't even know what to tell you anymore. He's not responsible for what's going on. So the guy that they'll go put cameras in front of and say, look, he's rich. He used to be one of the richest people. I don't know where he's at on the list now. That's not the real list. You know, and we know this. But the people on the real list are able to keep pushing that nonsense in front of the people because we ignore it for one reason or another. And I think that that means we took that blue pill in some way. But what do you think, though? What are your thoughts on it? And Ron says he don't take any pills. He don't do pills. I don't know. How's it going on then? If we're being real honest with ourselves, it wouldn't be happening if we didn't tolerate it. Because I think there's way past enough of us. So how would they do it in that movie, in that situation, in the last city with the last humans left? When we can't do it with close to 8 billion. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be tough being Cypher. So it would have to seem like there's no fucking way we're going to pull this off. They show you reality. Really think about this. And then they show it to you. And you feel overwhelmed already with your job and your bills and your life and providing for your family. You already don't go out and fight for things that need to stop. You wake up in the world and realize you've got to fucking fight. There's only like so many of us left. We're crammed into one little bitty city and the rest of us are batteries powering this machinery that's doing whatever it does. How in the fuck do we do anything about this? You'd eat that steak, man, because that steak is a lot more comforting than whatever's going to happen here. There's robots flying. It just gets terrifying in that movie. I don't know, man. I don't think he's the villain in that. 
And you got to remember, there is also not going to be a Neo. There's not a superhero coming to save you. And that's also the character dangle in front of you. So they're doing two things with that character in that movie. They're showing you what they keep offering you. And you fall for a hook, line, and sinker every time. A fucking hero. And they've been looking for him. And they find him and they get all excited. And he's a superstar. But they're mocking you. That's what you want is a hero. You're never going to get one. And you're going to wait for it. And that's the other thing they're telling you in that movie. And then they lay out almost every element of psychology that they've used on you with these little different characters, like the guy with all the TVs and the Oracle even. They're all representing different things they've done. They break it down for you exactly how they've done it. It's, it's crazy, those movies. And I've always called them documentaries ever since I first saw it. And I'm not saying you're a battery in a pod because they live off your fear and your vibrations and your negative energy. And really, I don't know that they're really living off that. It's that you're bringing other people down with it. And that's really what they need you doing with it because those things are, are important because they understand what's really real and that the real world, things are connected to each other because this world is created. And when they're telling you it's a simulation, they're telling you the truth as well. And they know things. They would not be investing hundreds of billions, probably trillions of dollars in these uh, Hadron Colliders and the technology being used at CERN to do these things if they didn't believe they could do it. I know they got so much money they can just throw it at anything. But they think there's a possibility they could do this stuff. And the reason why they think that is because they know what's real, at least a lot more than someone with five diplomas on their wall who thinks we've been to the moon because that's nonsense as well. And you invested heavily in it. So you're so far separated from the truth that they laugh at you as well. And they think it's funny that they can tell you we're going to recreate the big bang and you go, wow, how far has science fucking come? We're going to recreate it, man. We're finally going to understand how nothing exploded nowhere and created everything. And you say that shit out loud and even stand behind it and don't realize it's fucking nonsense. You're more of a believer than I am. You believe in millions of coincidences falling into place. It takes way more faith than me believing God created this world. The mathematical improbabilities go on and on and on. And you use that same logic to tell me Mine is crazy. Yours is insane. But you'll tell me we may live in a box under a kid's bed, you know, just some nerd made us in a Sims game. Say it with a straight face. Y'all are ridiculous. And you act like you're geniuses, but we're not innocent of that shit. Like we act like we're geniuses in certain topics as well. And we get stuck. And the blue and red pill is a metaphor. It's just whatever you're doing that's allowing it to continue is the blue pill. And then the red pill would be fighting against it, acting in opposition to, pulling away from, and rejecting. Anything tolerating and consenting would be blue. It's not a literal pill, just like you're not a literal battery in a pod and there's not a literal Zion. It's all symbolism. So when I was saying blue pill, red pill, 
That's why I meant, would you choose safety and security over, you know, truth, which may require you to act? Was the real question. And more and more are waking up every day. None of this was meant to be negative, by the way. It's really just a thought experiment. We were being philosophers on conspiracy theory night. Like we talk about this stuff and we know it's true. But how does it keep happening? And I felt that that was a really good way to kind of tell you why it does. Because we're letting it. And, you know, I'm not telling you what to do or how to act. Just explaining that it wouldn't go on if we didn't let it. You know, and we're living a conspiracy theory now. Is Like we're working on the CERN video. I can't do that topic without telling you that's literally what they're trying to do. They're freeing entities, bringing entities through from other dimensions. Now, I know what I hear when I hear that said. What do you hear? You know, I don't think there's any innocent thing that you can possibly hear when you hear that. What are you bringing through? What's it going to do? What happens when you do it? They're not concerned with any of that shit, and that should scare everybody. But when I hear them say it, I think I know what they're talking about. And that's very telling as well. But it tells me that it could be real scary if the veil was lifted. Reality was exposed. And I don't think anyone really thinks about that. Because if I'm right, and this world is created by God, it is very possible that none of us have any idea what is actually going on right now. Because science tells me that this desk should not even be standing here. They don't understand why it is. That's part of what they're investigating at CERN because most of this is empty space. Most of everything is empty space. And my hands should go right through that wall and they don't, they don't understand why it don't. They call it the God particle. And it holds everything together. And they're trying to figure it out as well as recreate the Big Bang, open portals. And bring entities from other dimensions. It's Montauk on steroids. With a budget out of this world. Through multiple nations. It's undeniable what's going on. And they'll sit there and hide behind that same science. Even listen to those scientists and go. No, it's just science going on. They're experimenting. They've built things under cities that then now the new one, they have to make an intercontinental treaty because it's going to cross borders. Yeah, okay. Just to experiment, maybe play around with the idea of recreating the Big Bang. What would that mean to recreate that? What would happen if you did that? I don't know. That's terrifying. That they're, that they're playing with the something that they think can do that. And they're being allowed to do it. It's like letting your kid play with uh, a loaded gun. And going, it's fine, dude. He's never going to figure out how to pull that trigger. But what if he fucking does? You should probably go get that gun. I don't think it's cool that we are letting psychopaths run around with toys that they think can bring entities through from other dimensions, open portals, or undo reality, or recreate their own, whatever they think creating a Big Bang would do. And it, it frightens me that we allow it. So I think it's important that we talk about it. But that's all that was, just like philosophy. We were like being Plato. It was an allegory of the cave type of thing. 
playing around with an idea. You know, like last night, we do motivation on Tuesdays. I'm constantly trying to figure things out and how to fix things. I like that. I'm a fixer. So I always like to think of this problem that we find ourselves in and why I'm more and more finding myself every Wednesday night doing more of a news night anymore. Like even when we try to cover CERN, I start finding out that they claim they invented the fucking internet and then they're going to connect it through these hydron colliders and the super one they're going to build to do this thing where they can, I don't know, it's frightening as fucking the scientists stuff is real confusing, supernatural shit through technology and AI basically. Montauk on steroids. And we're doing a series on that. We'll probably have to break CERN into a series. Because it's not even a place or, you know, one thing. It's an entity, and they've been around a long time. CERN is one of their locations. What we thought was CERN, or what I thought was CERN. I don't know what you knew about CERN. The more I learn about it, the deeper it goes. So what I'll probably end up doing is break off a chunk, and we'll start there. And then we'll go into different areas. Because there's a lot of interesting sub-projects of CERN that we should talk about and discuss and people need to know about and uh, that's what we'll do so come back tomorrow night though because on thursday nights we do rant night we all gather here and complain about what's going on bitch and moan and uh, i usually have no trouble coming up with things to complain about it's one of my strengths so we'll do that tomorrow night and then friday night christmas eve will be a very special episode of Prepping with Fables. The third one, in fact, and it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm sure of it because they all are. And that's going to be great. So all that's coming up on the Christmas week from the Sean Yankee show. You know, we're giving you fantastic shows this entire week, and tomorrow will be the same. So come back at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and join us for Rant Night. I'll see you guys later. Have a great evening.